from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We are like almost 24 hours away from... Uh, what? Deadlift Redemption. Oh, man, why are you got to talk about this now? Please. Oh, no, so, I'm eating a tuna sandwich. Yeah, more you keep eating, buddy. You, <laughs> you enjoy a meal. Uh, so, if you remember, we... Somebody called in and they just said, "Was hey, who's the strongest on the show? And we were like, okay, well, you got to determine who's the strongest. And we were like, okay, well, what are we going to lift? And we decided to lift Dammit Maury. Mm. And uh, and the goal was to get Maury, lift him up and put him on like the, the studio counter here where we do the show. And uh, Deepa managed to get Maury like off the ground, which is an incredible feat, by the way. Yeah, like, of course. Like lifted him, like dead lifted him right Deepa. up. Deepa did not have to put him on the counter. Uh, I put him on the counter. Shem put him on the counter. Mocha was like going into this as the one who was like easy, right? Yeah, and, I thought I could do it. And you tried twice and failed both times. Like one I time, did. Maury almost like he almost landed on you. Yeah. Um, Can I, I just say though? That, I did think Mocha was going to be able to do this. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Just for the record. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. That I held Maury. Yeah. Because in my two attempts, right. I held Maury the longest. Oh, story of my life. Yeah. That's not the challenge. That wasn't the so. challenge. I held all that weight for the longest. That would have been, a, that's a completely different challenge on who could, who could hold more right. the longest, well, right? That's a whole different thing. The reality was, is that you were the one that was like, no, man, we got to do it up on the table, up on yeah. the table. Oh, absolutely. And then and you I'm failed twice. That at all. And you failed twice. Um, so you have been, have you been training? Because we're doing this tomorrow. Tomorrow, eight o'clock, uh, yeah. we're doing this. You've been. Almost every day. Almost I worked every, out yesterday. You, yesterday was leg day. Now, what are you doing the to train? The day before was upper body day. What are you doing to train for this, though? Like, what are you... Are you lifting something heavy off the ground? Oh, yeah. You are. I'm doing squats. Okay. I'm doing deadlifts. How much do you weigh right now, More? Do you know? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Why? No, yeah, I need to know this information. Can you whisper it? Yeah, whisper it. Yeah. Go. What is it? I think I'm about like one, 153. 153. No, wait, you're more than... Oh, sh- no, sorry. Come on, now. Don't do that. Wait, don't we have a scale here? Yeah, don't we? Yeah, I know. We going do, to, right? going, to, going into Pride Weekend, Deepa? Sorry, um, my God. I just don't think he's the But we, we, do, we do have a scale here. So maybe we'll get Maury on the scale because I need to know exactly how much uh, how much this is going to be. I also think Mocha working out might actually not be a good thing because you're going to strain the muscles. I'm agreeing with you on this, Well, more. today's a rest day. Oh, oh today's okay. Rest. Okay, today's no, a rest true. day. Yeah. All right. Listen, I... Okay. I take my fitness serious. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's been mapped out the okay. days that I do upper body versus lower and then when my rest days wow. are. Yes. Okay. Right? Like I worked out, for example, last Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then I took Saturday, Sunday off. Right. And then I worked out Monday, yesterday, taking today off, knowing that I'm going to have to lift Maury on Thursday. Okay. So uh, we know Deepa, you yesterday said that you think Mocha's going to fail again. I think he... 
I think he is. I'm sorry, Mocha. After seeing how Yo, much you struggled the last time, I was like, I don't know no how support. you're going to do this. No support from the family whatsoever. Huh? Okay, okay. Uh, Shem, do you think Mocha's going to be able to do it? I think if he watches my technique, he'll be good. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not what I asked, though. Oh, that's yeah. not what I asked. Sorry, sorry. Yes. yes. I, think, yeah. I, I believe, you know what, Mocha? I believe in you, brother. Yeah. I believe in the that's mouth. Not that's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. I don't, I'm just saying, I believe he can do it. He's no, no, no. That's not what I asked. No, it's a yes or no. Is Mocha going to do it? Yes. Okay, thank you. I yes. say no. Mocha, oh, Maura, you say no. Based on, because I know what I've eaten. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, See, wow. now y'all are just trying yeah. to throw me off now. Okay, yeah. I think that Mocha <laughs> this is... This isn't fair, guys. I think Mocha will do it, but I think it's going to take two attempts. Ooh, two. I think he's, I think it's going to, I think he's, I think here's what I think. I think Mocha in his head is thinking that it was technique was the reason he failed. And I think that he's going to try a different technique completely other than picking Maury up like a bride, like a baby. Yeah. I think that you're going to try and do that something. Was, I'm going to tell you guys. Yeah. That. And I'll whisper like Maury had to whisper his weight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a lot of weight. It was a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight to deadlift like that yeah. with, with your arms. So I think that you're going to go into this with a completely different technique. Have to. And I think that you're going to realize that your new technique is not working and you're going to have to go back to the no old one. No one has asked Shem what his technique was. We just picked him up like a baby. I just picked you up like a baby. Shem, That's all that it was. Your thought what process no, was? No, no. You guys picked him up. Uh, I picked him up like a baby. I picked him the same you way you picked him, him up. Yeah, I scooped him. I thought him. you picked him up by the arm, by, by one no. arm and No, and that's, the that leg. was earlier when I was just flexing. And then I just scooped like him up like a baby and put him, on the, and put him on the table. Okay. Okay. Go back and check the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mocha is, uh, tomorrow is a deadlift redemption. In case you missed it, um, oh, we no, have we got, something. No, we, we got no time. Yes, we can relive it and, relive, and relove <laughs> everything that went down that way to get you ready for tomorrow. I'm just preface this by saying I hate you guys. Last week, the most important question was asked in the history of the Roz and Mocha show. I was just wondering in the office between, you know, Roz, Mocha, Maury, Shem, and Deepa, who's physically the strongest from the one all the way to last? Challenge accepted. Like, in order to determine strength, you would have to just put something really, really heavy on the ground, and you would have to pick it up and put it on top of something else. Fine, I'll be the heavy thing on right. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. Deadlift Damon Mori and put him on the studio counter. Okay, is going to try to lift Damon Mori right now. Oh, he's off the ground! He's off the ground! One by one, the show crushed the challenge. Shem, you're up. Yo! Oh, okay. Shem just did it! First attempt! Wow. Okay. Oh, wow! Again and again and again. All right, Roz is cradling Dan Mori like a baby. Until the biggest flexor met crushing defeat. Hey, Mo Mo Mocha's down on one knee. What? He's trying to pick him up like a bride. Mocha's struggling. No, you are so. <laughs> He's struggling. Mocha's dying. Okay, Mocha's gasped. He's gasped. It's not gonna happen. Mocha's collapsing. Mo Maury's gonna land on Mocha. Failing in front of millions. I'm okay. so disappointed in myself, guys. No, that ain't right. No, that ain't right. come on. No, that ain't right. Wow, Mocha's really busted up. He this ain't right, boring. guys. I need to redeem myself. Can we do this again. Yes, we can. So redemption? Yeah. Yeah. I have to. This Thursday, Ross and Mocha present Deadlift Redemption. Will Mocha rise to the challenge or embarrass himself even more? Do you need a step to get you a little bit higher to get Maury on the counter? Oh, because he's so little. Shut up, you <laughs> Let me ask you. <laughs> Thursday on the Ross and Mocha Show.
Here we go. Y'all couldn't do an edit on that and like <laughs> remove some of the <laughs> some of the commentary. Anyway, tomorrow at eight. It's gonna be interesting. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to Dead Lift Redemption. If you remember, the question was asked on this show: Who is the strongest? Was it Roz, Mocha, Dammit, Mori, Shem? or deeper in order we all decided that in order to determine who the strongest was we'd have to just simply lift up something heavy off the floor damn it maury volunteered to be that heavy thing deeper walked over lifted damn it maury deadlifted him like what were you guys laughing at back there like he was a pale kettlebell put him back on the floor and then the challenge was mocha's choice to pick up damn it maury and put him on the studio counter yes Shem walked up, picked up Maury like he was nothing, put him on the counter. I picked up Maury, put him on the counter. Mocha, who's the biggest flexor of all, yes. his idea failed twice. Twice. Okay, twice. You, why are you saying twice three times? Failed twice. Well, we get it. I failed. Now, immediately, as soon as Mocha failed to lift up Damon Maury, you said that you knew what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, was this, this is technique that you did wrong? Yes, absolutely technique. All technique. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I think that the only thing that is fair, though, if there is a rule that we need to stick with, is that Maury starts from the same position that he started when Shem and I lifted him. Meaning meaning, meaning you can't change the way Maury's lying on the floor. I'm fine with that. Maury, when you were lying on the floor, you were on your back. Your legs were sort of up and your your arms were wrapped around your knees, right? Like you were almost yeah, hugging like your legs. fetal position. Right, yeah, you were almost hugging your legs. So I think that that's the way to go. That's now, fine. I'm good Mocha, yes. what would you like to say before you go for deadlift redemption? I've been training for this. I'm warmed up. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay. All you haters in this in this room. Okay. In the out there in the Razamoka universe. Okay. Who doubted me, who didn't believe? Okay. Get ready to have wow. your minds blown. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I guess here we go. Uh, damn it, Maury. Deepa, enough. Like I know Deepa's like howling <laughs> laughing right now. Howling laughing. Uh Maury back, farther back, farther back. Farther back and right uh yeah, right there. Uh, up a little bit, come up a little bit this way, and there you go. Yeah, right there. Okay, so Maury is now on the ground. His legs are sort of up in the air. <laughs> I'm standing. The only, the only shot that I have right now. I'm looking. We have cameras all over the studio, and I'm just looking at where he's bum. Okay, so Mocha, do you want to talk us through what your plan is? Well, from what I remember, yes. No offense. But the bottom half of Maury yeah. is a lot heavier than the top half of Maury. Okay. Right? So what I think I'm going to do is I used my right arm to lift the bottom half of Maury and my left arm to lift the top half of Maury right. on attempt number one. Yes. And I think that that is where the failure Oh, happened because okay. I'm, I'm left-handed, so my right. left arm is more dominant. So I'm going to switch. Yes, yes, yes. That's the yes. technique I'm going to go with. Okay, I'm going to switch. Yeah, bottom half of Dammit Mori is going to be hoisted up mainly by my left arm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So Mori, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deepa, you're good. Yep. Shem, you're good. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mocha, take it away. 
So Mocha is right over top of Mori. He's loosening up still. He's kind of pacing back and forth a little tiny bit. He's bent over at the waist, bending his knees. Okay, Mocha has tucked his feet directly underneath Mori's body. Now Mocha is squatting down. He's grabbing Mori. Oh, by the legs, not even under his, and not even under his butt. Here goes Mocha. Mocha's attempting number one. He's lifting him over. He's walking him over to the counter. Oh He's God. walking him over to the counter. Yo, did you, is the table higher? No, the table's not higher, Mocha. The table okay, is not on. higher. Okay, he's, Mori's on the ground. Mocha just put him down on the ground. That is, oof, oof, oof. Okay, oh God, he's struggling. So heavy, bro. He's struggling. He's struggling. <laughs> So Mocha now is trying on attempt number two to get Mori up to the counter. He has him. He has. He's going to launch him up to the counter. He's going to throw him on the counter. Mocha's technique is to throw him on the counter. Oh, oh, oh no! Mocha fell. Mocha fell. Mocha has one of Mori's feet right up in his ear. Mori is dangling upside down. I can do it. I swear. Okay, Mocha. Come on, Mocha. Come on. The table's so high. Come on. Come on. Come on. You got this. Okay. Oh, look, I'm lifting him. Mori is upside down. Mocha has a hold of his legs for some reason. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you okay? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Okay? Mori, Mori just bon Mori, Mocha just bonked Mori's hip, but right? I can do it. I can lift him. Okay, Mocha, I'm telling you, why are you not lifting under his butt? Why are you grabbing his legs? I'm trying to. I, I can't get all, all the way up on the table. Because you're not. Listen, you're little, man. You have to lift under the butt. <laughs> not that little. <laughs> Look at Deepa. Okay, I think he failed. Okay, that, that's, that's two. You got one more shot at this, Mocha, okay? I have to go back to where I started, no? That's fine. Uh, yeah, go back to where you started. It'll actually be a little bit better for him over there. Mocha, you got this, okay? Come oh, on. my God. This is now. You are 0 for 4. That was two attempts. This is attempt number five. Five and final. Are you reading here? Five and final. So, Mocha, you got one shot left. Mocha's standing over Mori, staring at him right now. By the way, this is deadlift redemption. Mocha is trying to lift up Dan Mori off the floor and put him on the studio counter. Oh, he has already tried. You're so heavy. Over the course of two weeks, four That's times, and he has failed all four times. So Mocha is now rolling Dan Mori onto his side, roly-poly style. Okay, lift him under. Get, get under his butt. Mocha, you can't lift by the legs, man. Oh, under, his under his ass. Yes. Go under the ass. Oh. That's the only way to success. Even his butt, just a yeah, just to maneuver him around is so heavy. Yeah, bro, but I'm telling you, you gotta go under the uh, grab his ace. That's the only way to success oh is God. to get under there. Okay, Mocha now has one arm under Damon Orange's butt. Okay, he's trying hard. Okay, he's trying hard. Okay, Mori, you Mocha, you gotta go for the butt, man. That you're only um, okay. Okay, Mocha has one arm like under right by his tailbone. Okay, he's got him tailbone. Now one arm under his neck. Mocha's now trying oh uh, to God. lift him up. Okay, he's trying to lift him up. Okay. Okay. Then okay, okay. Oh, here he goes. Mocha's got him. He's lifting him. He's lifting him. He's lifting him. He's lifting him. He's got him by the pants. He's got him by the pants and the arms. Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? Is he he's almost there? He's almost on the table. He's on the table! I told you I was gonna do it! All you haters suck it! Suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it! Wagwan! Okay, Maury is still on the table. Maury, how are you feeling right now? 
I feel, I don't know why I'm out of breath. <laughs> yeah, why are you out of breath? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you are you in any pain right now? My neck and my head. But yeah, but he, he grabbed my pants. I know, he grabbed his pants. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you reverse wedged him. I thought more his whole bum was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for belts, huh, Moore? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Mocha, on your fifth attempt, it took five attempts for deadlift redemption. Still did it. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm out of breath and I didn't even do anything. I can't believe that you're right now flexing. I have one question. Yeah. And one question only. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> So if you're just joining us, welcome. Wow. This is the Razamoka Show, and uh, we have just completed Deadlift Redemption. This was a continuation from last week when a fan asked who was the strongest on the show. We all tried to lift up Dammit Mori and put him on the counter. Deepa didn't have to put him on the counter, but she lifted the man. And Shem went and scooped up Mori, put him on the studio counter. It's, t- it's like counter height, right? It's where we do the show. And then I the did it. And Mocha was flexing hard going into this. And he failed. He tried twice and failed. And then Mocha said that he knew what his problem was and it was all technique and that he wanted redemption. So that's where we were today. And if if you're just joining us, uh, Mocha got his redemption. The first time he tried to lift up Dammit Mori, moments ago, failure. The second time he tried to lift up Dammit Mori, he failed. He had to go back a third time to lift up Dammit Mori, where he reached under his bum and grabbed a hold of the back of his pants by his belt and hoisted him up (laughs) and then threw him onto the counter. Hammer throw style. Yeah. So in total, five attempts to get to victory. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Strong. Strong. Very. Yeah. You look different right now, too. I feel different. You fierce right now. What are the people on text saying? I'm sure everybody's loving you. And I was laughing so hard in my you. car, I started having an asthma attack. Oh. I had to pull over and use my oh, coffers. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, That's when you know you're good, Deepa. Technically, if you follow the <laughs> WWE rules, holding of the pants is a no-go and considered cheating. Oh. I really thought Mocha was stronger than this. He really had us all fooled. Oh, wait a second. Are you disqualified oh, no. because you grabbed the pants? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think so. I don't Shem, Shem, I still, no, pause no. one second. Pause one second. Oh, pause one second. On, pause guys. one second. Pause one second. Shem, I need your thoughts on this because I don't want to get into this because then people are just going to start attacking no. me. Here's the thing. Yeah. There were no rules that were set out. The Thank only task yeah. at hand was for Mocha to put Maury yeah. on the desk. Okay. Didn't say how he had to do it. Okay. And he did it. Right. Okay. Five I would say. Okay. Oh, I would say oh, 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 oh. the. Shut up. <laughs> I was still. I still held yeah. the weight. Yes. Of Dammit Mori. Yes. I agree. Right. I agree. In my arms. I agree. I agree. I agree. Let's read some of those more glorious texts of people heaping praise on you. Um. Need to see the video. Oh, don't. Oh, Mocha. Uh, the voice of a lion, but the power of a chipmunk. <laughs> oh. oh, guys, come on! I really thought we were like you know. We're all just gonna like be supportive and stuff. And, like we tried. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, 
And like, even with spell check, things like, you know, they're positive words are just like, they change. Yeah. Like, can you spell what, mo- or can you smell what mocha is a cookie? This isn't, uh. Are you getting, not getting the reaction you thought you were going to? No. No? No. Oh. Oh, sorry, man. But you did it. That's I'm sorry, all I guess that. I'm sorry for causing all the asthma attacks. Like, <laughs> mocha, oh. Oh, what'd they say? Come on, hit us. Let us have it. Mocha, you tried to be a sausage and you ended up a wiener. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Damn. Oh. Oh. Um... Yeah, what else? Only a teacher would say congratulations to a one out of five. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best one. Congratulations, big boy. Another one says you killed it, kid. Another one said Samoka is the weakest link. (laughs) Okay, now this one, I feel, is definitely sent. With sarcasm attached. Okay. Huge day for Mocha and his family. He's an inspiration to us all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening and thanks for your texts. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, my God. Did you see everyone freaking out on Twitter yesterday over the juice box? No. <sighs> okay, so this person you have posted... a different Twitter than I do, man. A photo. No, I'm telling you, man. This post got, like, hundreds of thousands of replies and retweets and reaction. Okay. So this person posted a picture of a juice box, right? Mm-hmm. And typically when you take the straw out of the little plastic container, uh, not the container, the, the sleeve, the sleeve yeah. right? You take the pointy part, you stick it in through the foil, drink away, right? So this person posted a picture of the straw the other way. So the pointy part is sticking out, which means the rounded part went through the foil into the, the juice spot, and the bendy part yeah. is inside of the actual juice box. Their rationale was that once you get to close to the end of the juice box, mm-hmm. You can maneuver the straw around to get all the corners of the juice box and finish all the juice, right? Mm -hmm. That's their rationale. Mm -hmm. So then obviously Twitter went to work and people were like, no, that's not the right way. Explain why there is a pointy part at one end of the straw. I haven't had a lot of juice boxes in my life. But when I did have a juice box, first of all, I remember when the bendy straws were introduced. Because juice boxes didn't always come with a bendy straw. Came with a straight straw. Wow. Okay? You're old. Yeah, shut up, man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And I remember when they came with a bendy straw, and I would put the pointy end in first. Yeah. Drink. When I got to the bottom, I would take the straw out, flip it around, stick the bendy end in so I could get it in the corners. See, I never did that. It was pointy part in, and that was it. Because the bendy part, when it's sticking up outside, you can't bend, you have no control over the rest of the straw on the inside. Always wasted juice, right? And in our house with a five-year-old, juice boxes everywhere. Right. And I've never, I will try to see if this works now, but I've never used the not bendy part, or sorry, the not pointy part inside of the juice box. Interesting. So Dan Mm. Mori hit the streets to find out what people are saying about this. It is an extra special debate. Let's call it Straw Wars. 
Okay, so the debate is, which way does the straw go into this juice box? It has to be with the nose going down like, like, like a flamingo bird. So you mean like pointy end in? Yeah, that is a pointy end, now that you mention it. Yes. Are you a juice box fan, or have you ever been? Yes, I have. You tell me first, how do you think the straw goes in? Well, there's a little hole on top, and you just poke, poke through the hole, and the straw goes into the bottom. You put the pointy end probably through the hole, right? Correct. Yes. Well, people are saying that you put the bendy end in first so that it bends within the box, making it easier to accumulate the juice. Then you're going to have a problem trying to get the straw into the box. <laughs> when you get to the bottom of the box, you just got to go in and put it at an angle to get all the rest of the juice out. Uh-huh. Just that simple. I pull it from the bag, and I stick it down, <laughs> the pointy side. What are your thoughts when you hear this debate? Mm, that don't make sense to me because you could always lean the straw, whichever hand you want it to go to get the juice. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Okay, so she's taking the straw off the package. You have to straighten the straw to push it down evenly in the box. <laughs> it worked. You put in the bendy in first. Yeah. Okay. And then it go down like straight still. And then it curves when it touched the bottom. It so it curves, so maybe this is right. Yeah. Drink from it. Let's see. Does it help? Does it help? Does it make it easy? Is this like, have we been living a lie? For the kids, it will be easier because sometimes when you push down with a pointy hand, the kids, especially a two-year-old, he don't really get it. But this end down first, it goes to each corner, right? How do you put the straw in the juice box? Which end goes first? The bottom and the straight end. The bottom of that straight end. That's Yeah, the pointy end, yeah. I, th- I kind of look at it like that, that, that's its purpose, you know? <laughs> One would assume. The debate on Twitter is that the bendy part goes in first. Ah, I could definitely see that. I could see the logic behind that. I don't know, I think it's kind of just like cultural. <laughs> Not cultural, but just, you know, growing up, you see that pointy end, you think it's meant to stab something. One would also argue that this is for not infants. Well, my infant hey. can drink these, but I wouldn't trust <laughs> it with that sharp Come on that sharp side. I also maybe wouldn't even trust a four-year-old with that sharp side. I think the bendy side goes down in the, the, the box because you get all the juice. Yeah, You are on the side of all the people that think it's crazy. It's not crazy. It makes sense because the straight side doesn't get all the corners. Uh-huh. This lays down, and this is the box, and, and you get everything. If you put something in a box... Why you're only going to get the bottom, but if you put this <laughs> okay. and you twist it around, mm-hmm. yeah. bendy part, she's saying the bendy part. bendy part, you get all the juice. Yeah. I understand that logic, mm-hmm. but one would also be able to say that see, see these crinkles <laughs> right here, mm-hmm. it's construing if that's the right word. I don't know. No, <laughs> it's the not. flow of the juice. You suck the bottom, and it's it, the bottom sucks up. Could this change your mind? Maybe you, you travel with scissors and cut the tip uh, off. I, I might have to start considering doing that because point point everything is, but the point is dangerous. No, come on now. Everything with a point is dangerous. Now, do you do you remember right? Because I don't know. Maybe you guys are too young for this. When the straw used to never have the bend in it, right? Okay. If you put the straw in, you had to put the straw in the juice box straight from top to bottom. Yeah. And and it would stick a little tiny bit out the top and then it would touch the bottom. If at the end, if you wanted to get that straw into another corner, you would lose your straw inside the juice box. Because the straw is too small? Yeah. Or because it didn't have a bendy part? There was only enough straw Uh to go straight up and down from top to bottom. But if you put that straw in on an angle, even at the beginning, you would lose the straw altogether and you would have a full juice box with no straw. My entire life. I had never heard until this debate came up that people really? would took, take the other side, the not pointy side of yeah. the straw and stick it into the juice yeah, box. Man. But there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Maura, you got your pride outfit picked out for this weekend? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's my best one. What is it? It's a full suit that is like the full pride colors. Like pants. Like like, like all the new pride oh. colors or the rainbow colors? The rainbow colors. Like okay. suit jacket, suit pants, and tie. Well, where did you get that? Yeah, you're going to be hot, though. Yeah, bro. I know. It's going to be hot. You can get like, like a 40 degrees. shorts and a t-shirt version? I know, I know, but I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> Which team? I guess all of them. Yeah, all the team. You got the all rainbow the one. Yeah. So oh, wait, man. so it's a so it's an actual suit? An actual suit. Oh my god. And it's made out of like really so cheap hot. material that doesn't breathe. <laughs> so it's tick. Yeah, wow. yeah. So uh so when so you put that on and then are you on a float? Because you're in the parade, right? Yeah, Shem's coming too. Shem, you're in the parade too. I sure am. What? Very Yo, excited for it. What my are you first wearing? Time. Are you wearing a suit as well? Nah, bro. It's too hot. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Got a nice t-shirt oh. and shorts. Yeah. Here's a question. Legs. Damn it, Maury. Yes, sir. Uh, suit jacket, no shirt. If you're going to do it up pride, you got to do it up. You know, it's funny. I was going to go no shirt, but the company policy is we have to wear the Kiss t-shirt. Come on. Oh, shut up. Not if you're wearing a rainbow suit. Like, I was like, you know, guys, I'll go. Show me where. I'll go shirtless. And they were like, no, we would really like you to wear the t-shirt. Wait a second. Wait a second. But you won't. I've seen the t-shirt. You won't see the logo. You're telling me right now, Maury. That <laughs> I'm at an event like Pride, which is all about expressing yourself and individuality, you're telling us that you're under the constraints of a dress code to march in a parade? Like they don't, you know, they're like, you got to wear the logo. Who said that? Who said Who that? Who said that? Nobody said that. Did anybody exactly. say that to you, Shem? I didn't get that memo. No. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. <laughs> so your outfit, you see, liar. Lies. Don't trust anything this guy says. Yeah. So Pride Parade. Yeah. Oh, you're it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. You're going to wear the pants, jacket, wear the pants, jacket, no shirt. No shirt. What, and then the tie? Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like a Chippendale. <laughs> Got right? it? Yeah, I'll do my, I'll, I'll see if it's clear. Don't say I'll do my best. What do you mean I'll see if it's clear? There's going to be a lot of guys in those shirts there, more. Dude, we should have had to, this conversation a month ago. So Why? I the parade hasn't happened yet. I know, but I can't, I can't lose weight in a day. But more, you've been going to the gym every day. I went once. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I passed out. No, you didn't. Did you I really? did. I had to go to the lobby and they had to put cold towels all over me. All over you? What does that mean? All <laughs> over you? Like wrap you up like a mummy? And the and the instructor ran out and got me a Gatorade. Okay, hold on here. So what were you doing that you, you so you're trying to get into you're trying you're you crash every single uh, event, okay? So Pride is coming up. You know you gotta march in the parade. So you decide a week ago that you need to lose a few pounds, right? Yes. So I went to boot camp once. Okay, so you went to the gym once and you overdid it at the gym. What were you doing when you overdid it? I was on it? the treadmill and the entire room started spinning. Right. And then I was clutching onto the sides for dear life. Are and you still are you still marching? at this point running i guess you call it i was i went to a walking speed yeah and the instructor comes over and puts his arm around me and walks me to the lobby i lie puts down his arm around you like like to hold me so i don't pass out like on your waist no like over my shoulder oh, and then walks God. me to the lobby lays me down and the reception starts putting cold towels a, all over my face don't they have a more private area to put somebody who's about to pass out than the lobby like you know what i mean like, it shows you how much they don't care about you like bro. if i if i owned a gym right yeah and there was a chance that somebody was going to pass out on one of the machines you would have a room somewhere designated you don't bring them to the lobby where new uh, clients are walking in listen <laughs> i'm sure they have that room Look, but Maury's they don't, they don't want to 
They don't want more in there. Pasty body all covered in yeah. wet towels on the floor. <laughs> Easier just to roll them out the front. Thank you. Like a back door. There's got to be an alley. It's a downtown, it's a downtown gym, oh, right? no. <laughs> right? So they put wet towels all over your body. Yeah, and then he runs to, like, still while on the microphone telling people what to do. He was running yeah. the class? Running the class while, while doing While you were this, dying. While yeah. I'm dying. Okay. Runs to get me a Gatorade. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then so I'm, I'm lying there and they're like, are you okay? And then someone's fanning me with a notebook. Oh my <laughs> God. Like you're on fire. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm so in shape for pride. Okay, and then what happened after that? Did you go back and finish the class or did you just leave? No, no, I went back in. No, you did not. Well, because I was done with treadmills. You? They I let would, me, so I, would I was say, just hey, waiting would, what's, what's the name of the, the gym you go to? Berries. I would say, hey, uh, Maury, maybe Berries isn't for you. Maybe you're not Berries material. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But you I know you, you are for pride on Sunday. Yeah. What's that? Suit. With no shirt yeah, and a tie. You got to do it. You, you have it, to. Man. You were yeah. born for this. God, if you thought he was going to pass out on a treadmill, please, everybody, if you're I going know. to Pride this weekend, bring <laughs> as many wet towels yeah. as you can. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yo, Steven, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Good, buddy. Uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Steven, where do you live? I live in Lindsay. Lindsay, Ontario. Okay, so... Stephen texted and said he just discovered the Ronza Mocha show and started going through all of our podcasts back in August. Oh, wow. So less than a year, and he's fully caught up on every single Are episode. You? Yeah. I am. And I'm actually starting to listen to all the, the podcasts over again somewhat to see if I can find anything at slow motion. Oh, <laughs> God. I've heard, story, I got, I've heard oh, stories from people that have written me where when they get to the end, yeah. it's like, well, what now? Because it's it's a, it's like binging a show, right? Where totally. it's just always there for you. And when you find a great show, and like when I found Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad was already three seasons in by the time I discovered Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. So I just burned through it, and it felt endless. Like I just had this thing that I loved so much, and it was just never going to end. And then when it did, and I had to then wait for the final season week to week to week and watch it with commercials, I didn't know what to do with myself because it's not the way that I enjoyed the show before. It was maddening. It was maddening. So, and, and I've heard that from people because we have like 400 plus podcasts. Yeah. And when you get to the end, there's like a hole uh-huh. that happens in your life. And as you mentioned, Stephen, um, you know, like listening to the podcast, there are discoveries on the podcast that make you want to go back, right? So in the middle of the podcast or uh, at least some of, a lot of the newer episodes from this particular year, it was discovered that when you listen to portions of the podcast in slow motion and half speed, it sounds ridiculous, sounds hilarious. So now people are going back into the archives and, and re-listening as you are um, right now. My question for you, Stephen, is how did you discover the Roslyn Mocha Show? Uh, one of my coworkers at one of my former jobs uh, told me to start listening to your podcast. Like, I've listened to you guys before oh, okay. on the radio, but I didn't know you guys had a podcast. And how did you feel when you got to the end of it? I don't know what to do in my life anymore. But did it not like make you want to listen to the live show that we do Monday to Friday? Oh, I do listen to those. Oh, okay, good. Because it's weird when we talk to like podcast fans or we're talking to two different timelines, right? You have the fan of the live, yeah. the live show that we talk to every single day, and then you have the fans of the podcast who we also talk to, but they want to talk about like podcastings. There's yeah. fa- there's fans that we have that only that only see us as a podcast. Yeah, 
Like there's there's fans like where they're like, you know, you're 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 my favorite podcast. And we're like, well, what about the radio show? And they're like, bah, whatever. Uh, like, like we are only, like honestly, like we're only, we're only, yeah. we're only uh, a podcast to them. And I think that's fine. I mean, listen to the show however you want to listen to the show, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now that you've listened to every single episode, and we know you're going back uh, through the archives, do you have any questions for the show? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Looking back in episode sixty-seven or sixty-eight, Rob talked about how he was at the airport and had a terrible uh, sickness and. A lot of the words were bleeped out. That has been stuck in my mind, and I can't get it out. What was said? Yeah, okay, here's the here's the best part about this show, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> His memory is so bad. <laughs> I have I have no I have no idea. Oh, it was probably. I mean, if we bleeped it out, and I was at the airport, it was probably because I just had. You can bleep this, right, Mocha? Yeah. It was probably just because I had like. I figured that was, but I was I wasn't very sure. Yeah. But does I, it make sense now that you think back to the conversation? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That was the time I, I flew to the airport and I was I was really, really, really sick. Yeah. And instead of turning around and going home, I flew to New York that sick. Went into my hotel, got to the hotel, checked in, went into bed, and couldn't move. Jeez. And then I had to cancel all my interviews while I was there. And then I just, and then the next day, instead of like an idiot just being at home to recover, I had to then get back on another flight and fly back home to and back home to Toronto. And just, just to be clear, this was like all pre-pandemic, so COVID was never oh, a thing, right? Oh yeah, no. Uh, that's I was, crazy. I was licking door handles still back then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen, we want to thank you so much for your dedication to the podcast, to the Roz and Mocha show. Um, we appreciate you and we appreciate the, the amount of time that we've been able to spend together. Um, and we'll ask you, much like we ask everybody else, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, easily, Roz. Oh, wow. Look at that. I'll applaud for that. I have no problem with that. That's a man that's listened to every single show we've ever done. And don't worry, I won't explain why because I know you hate that. Just shut up then, man. Don't even, like, then... <laughs> Don't it's you know it does like not explaining is fine, but then when you say I'm not going to explain, that's not fine because <laughs> you don't. Okay, it's, it's for a reason that you're Just not going to like. Don't say that. <laughs> oh my God, you're the best, Stephen. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So we got that new Elvis movie dropping on Friday, starring Austin Butler. Yeah, Maury loved the movie. Oh my God. It honestly one of the best movies I've ever seen. How long was it, more? Just under three minutes, three hours. Three hours, because I hear that these uh, Baz Luhrmann's got a four-hour version as well. No, yeah. I want to yeah. see that. Oh, no. Release the Luhrmann yeah. cut. Yes, <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I would see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's good though. People are loving it. I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I really want. It's it. because of like Austin Butler. Holy jeez. Yeah. Really. No, but were you an Elvis fan though? Like, Absolutely. are you? Yeah. But yeah. not like hardcore. I certainly yeah. loved his stuff. I loved him. I've been to Graceland with. My my dad. Oh, okay. So yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, Maury. What? So Ron just asked if you're a fan, and then you said like not hardcore. Meanwhile, completely contradicting what you told the stars <laughs> yeah. on the red carpet premiere. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. What did you do? Were you left there lying again, more? Yeah. No, I mean, like I'm a like I'm a fan. Yeah. I, okay. Hold oh, on. You said, are you a fan? You went, man. No, not really. Okay. Let. 
let's go through the evidence. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. red carpet Canadian premiere of Elvis took place. Damn it, Maury's there. Yes. Right? Talking not only to director uh, Baz, Baz Luhrmann, yes. but also to Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. Okay? And here he comes, the incredible Baz Luhrmann. Oh, my God. How are you? Hey, buddy, how are you? I, like, I feel like we're going to sing a duet together. I would love that. I am obsessed with you. I think you're fantastic. Thank the you so movie much. was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. But Please come with me on tour. I mean, Dude, really, seriously? My dream is to go with you on tour. But yes. I want to ask you this. Yeah. So at Cannes, it got a 12-minute standing yes, ovation, yes, which yeah. is incredible. Yes. My question to you is this. What do you do for 12 minutes when people <laughs> are clapping at you? Well, the first few minutes, you're sort of stunned. <laughs> like, you, you're stunned, and then you're a bit emotional, and there was a lot of emotion. And the next thing you actually do, Molly, is you go and you start hugging each other like the cast, and then you look after people, and you... You want to say thank you to all the energy coming. There's a lot of people. Okay, that's three high. minutes. I mean, yeah. at 12, I start taking well, then my I, phone then and my friend, my, uh, my dear friend Guillermo del Toro was there, uh, and he hugged me. And then uh, Sharon Stone was in front of me, and she hugged me. And there was a lot of hugging going on. Twelve minutes of hugs. Yeah. You, I mean, what else? You got a problem with that? <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, love I, didn't, that. I didn't think there could be enough hugs in the live. God, hugging my coworkers for 12 minutes is my nightmare, by the way. Don't ever put me in a position to sit there and have to, like, hug you guys for 12 minutes. Uh, this is Dan Mori on the uh, red carpet of the Canadian premiere of Elvis, which, by the way, comes out on Friday. Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. This was... And honestly, I never hardly ever say this was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> best movie. Oh I don't want to get emotional, but it You're was... You're going to make me emotional. That's so sweet. We're going to cry together. So, oh, okay. man, that's really special. Here we go, here we go. All right, All right. as a huge Elvis Presley fan, I th- it was mind-blowing how much you became Elvis. And I'm also a huge believer in channeling people. I often talk to my grandfather in the shower. I wanted to find out, was there ever a moment that you Pause thought Elvis second. actually Pause came? Second. Pause for one second. Maury, mm-hmm. did you not think that the fact that your grandfather was dead was an important detail? When telling him that you often talk to your grandfather yeah. in the shower, I assumed that after you say channeling, that if I said I talked to my grandfather in the shower, <laughs> but you didn't assumed. say, but you didn't, you didn't no. let the man know that he's passed. It's not like yeah. he waits for me in there. I don't know. And also, Butler sure as hell doesn't know. <laughs> I wanted to find out: was there ever a moment that you thought Elvis actually came to you and gave you his blessing when filming this movie? Yeah, I, there was many moments like that. I, I had one in particular that sent chills up my spine. Yeah. You know, I, I had been spending so much time, and I felt it's that thing where you don't know if you're verging on insanity or if you're actually speaking. I feel like I've had so many conversations with him. It feels so strange to talk about, but uh, there was this one moment where I really, I just kind of said, you know what, if you're out there, you know, if your energy is there, and you want to feel the world again, like, go for it. I, it would be my honor, you know, kind of thing. I don't know what any of that means, but. Even if just for me, it allowed me to feel like I could, I could just allow wow. and surrender. Then, then that is kind of what it did for me. Absolute chills. You're gonna give Elvis the Oscar he never got. Oh man, oh man. You just. This has been one of my favorite conversations I've had oh. in a long time. Thank oh you God. so much for that. We man. have to hug. Let's hug. <laughs> we have to hug. <laughs> <laughs> How did he look, Maury? Look good. Oh my God. Yeah. Can I? So okay. is this one? Was... So is this like a? Because I didn't know a lot about Austin Butler before he before he no. did this. What was he? What's he famous he was in for? Was like the Carrie Diaries and like Zoe One Hundred One? Oh, okay. So stuff yeah. that I. That's not on my radar. Anyways, but the, here's but... the thing. So was it? I think it was Denzel Washington mm-hmm. is the one that told Baz Luhrmann about this guy. Really? Huh? Yeah. 
because, like, you know, other people have auditioned, and Baz wanted somebody who wasn't massive already. Yeah, yeah. And I guess ba- um, Austin was singing Elvis or singing other songs, and Baz was like, this he is our guy. He looks like him, too. Yeah, he, like, he really, like, they Wait cast till Elvis you hear perfect. him sing like yeah. him. Yeah, does he actually sing, or do yeah, they? Yeah, no, uh, he actually sings in the oh, movie. Oh, nice. He does, huh? He's Elvis. When you said that you're finally going to give Elvis the Oscar that he never got, what what was Elvis, what do you think Elvis deserved an Oscar for? No, I think that Elvis, like, he, he wanted to start in movies like he made well, he movies did. he yeah. did star in movies yeah and because they weren't the best movies now there's a movie that has but you said that he out. should have got though i said what did i say he's you're gonna give um elvis the oscar he should have <laughs> yeah, exactly what Ross was saying. Yeah. Hey, it's great words put together. Yeah, I understand. It was listen. It was a great sentiment. He ate it up. He said that he, you know, he loved the conversation with you. Yeah, but he wants to put you in his pocket and take you on yes. tour. <laughs> uh, new movie Elvis in theaters on Friday. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Sean, what's going on? Not too bad. How are you doing? Good, man. Um, What's on your mind? Oh, so I suffer from a type of seizure that isn't what most people assume. Oh, wow. Okay, so Sean, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha. Um, yeah, as you said, you suffer from a type of seizure. You said, uh, it leaves me... Um, climbing things and a little harder to control than what most people would assume is a normal seizure. Uh, best outcome is for someone to try to keep me sitting on the ground till it slows down or goes away. I'd like to start going to the gym, but the added weight and strength could make everything even harder. My wife says she's okay with it, but I'm a little hesitant. What should I do? What kind of seizures, seizures are these? Uh, so they're called impaired awareness seizures, and uh, unfortunately they've left me on top of counters several times and once once or twice unfortunately on top of a seizure or a pharmacy counter really which is yeah unfortunately Hold on, so you literally climb things i literally climb things unfortunately like i said it's huh. left me trying to get out of a city bus window once it's landed me on top of several counters which unfortunately has left the cops from coming there a couple times because mm. it's not what most people assume is a seizure. I don't know how I can help you with this, but, I, but I'm but i fascinated to have this conversation with you. Maybe we can, all three of us can help other people with this, but I've never heard of this before. So what So what happens? So, so this is like the mechanism of the seizure is sort of standard, what other people would have would, would trigger a seizure, but your reaction during the, sh- the seizure is different? Yeah, unfortunately like I said, um, the climbing things, I, it leaves me uh, not quite responding properly. I can be thinking that I'm talking to you normally and the words aren't coming out proper on my end, but I think that they are. So right. it just gets very, it gets very confusing on other people's ends, but it's I, I took off from work for two hours once and didn't come back without, or came back without all of my stuff minus my clothes on. Did you really? Do you yeah. know that it's happening when it happens? Or, like, do you know when it's about to happen? Sometimes I can get a warning for, like, 20 seconds beforehand. But yeah. other, unless somebody else is around me that knows what's going on, I'm kind of SOL. Have so, you talked to uh, your doctor or anything? Because you're asking about going to the gym. Yeah. I, what have the medical professionals told you about, about this? Yeah, they, they told me that they would be fine with it. It's not going to affect my actual medical condition. It's just the outcome that if I'm someone else has to deal with me, then it's a little more strength to be worrying about. Why don't you um, start wearing really heavy weights around your feet? See, I've thought about the same thing. I walk kilometers every day kind of things. 
Yeah, that's what I would do. Weighted vest and stuff too. It's just no, yeah, no, yeah. Your feet, just keep your feet on the ground. I would, I would walk into the gym and I'd have two straps around my ankles. And the first thing I do, I mean, it's not the safest thing, but realistically, you're a guy who climbs things and goes into a seizure in a gym. That's not safe either, bro. Uh, What I would do is I would take two fifty-pound dumbbells, put them on the ground, and I would strap my legs to them. Right. And then that way, if you start having a seizure, you're not going to climb anything. Totally understandable. I mean, a 50 pounds seems like it would be a lot, but I mean, I'm carrying oh, a backpack. Oh, please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> guys, like, you know how swole I am? So wait a second. I got to know something. When you're in like the pharmacy and you have a seizure, most people, what we're used to is that the individual falls to the ground. Um, they start convulsing and we see from movies that you're supposed to roll them on their side. Uh, when you have a seizure, like if you're out in public and you're at like the drugstore, like what actually happens? Like how do you go from it starting to climbing a counter or out a bus window? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I've seen video footage of it from someone else showing me because I don't recall anything that happens during so. But, I mean, most times the closest warning I have is my temperature will skyrocket, and then I just start reaching for things and try and get up to the highest possible place. How long does it last for? Usually, like, 20 to 30 seconds. They've lasted 5, 10 minutes. Oh, but, uh, my God. I'm not, I'm not aware of things going on for usually 45 minutes to an hour afterwards. But that's, da- like, you need, like, you. what if you were somewhere, like, you know, walking over a bridge or you're on a subway platform? You're on, like, what if in those 30 seconds, like, do you avoid places that, you know, if something happens to you, if a seizure happens to you and you climb something, the wrong thing, like it would be the, the end of you? Like, do you avoid places like that? I try to for the most part, but I mean, I, I'd like to say I'm not going to let it control my life. But yeah. I mean, there is hesitations that I have on things like that. I don't use public transportation as much unless I'm with somebody else most times now. So Right. So with your goal of trying to, to get to the gym and start working out, would it not make more sense than to, to have somebody with you, like to have a partner go with you who could well, help the situation if you were ever to go into seizure mode? Yeah, it's, it's not even so much about being as much at the gym per se, but having the extra muscle at the end of the day, being added weight, that's just going to be more to restrain mm-hmm. after having a seizure. Right. You don't want to get too swole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I Listen, this is a, this is a real, it's a tough one. And I, I feel for you. And I think everybody does listening to this. That is a, it's a tough, it's a tough hand to be dealt to have to deal with this, especially when there's not a pill that'll fix it. Yeah. Uh, like so many, like so many of the things where you, you want to kind of, you know, sort of live a, live a normal life. I would say that the advice is to, just be careful, man. I think that realistically, like even though Moke and I aren't doctors, like I'm going to say, like, I think that our advice would be the same as a doctor's advice, which is, yeah, of course, man, go to the gym, do your thing. You got to live a life, but just be careful. Yeah. And don't get too swole. Your girl's not going to be able to help you. Well, yeah, I'm not exactly very big to begin with now. I'm at about 165 at about six feet tall. So I'm not big, big to begin with, but you sound hard. You sound hard to catch too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, right? I've been told that exact same thing. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. Nah, go uh, for it, Sean. Just uh, try to be safe about it, bro. All right. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Right, really great. Thank you for um, telling us all about this, man. I had no idea that this even existed, dude. People must think you're on like bath salts or something. You know what I mean? Oh, like some real heavy drugs. I, unfortunately, I've been hit with Narcan at least twice. No. Oh, my, oh my God. Is there is there a name? For this condition? Uh, impaired awareness seizures. It's, mm. My seizures come from my temporal lobe. So instead of the fall and shake, I just lose awareness and start doing weird things. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. but, 
I've even got video footage of me leaving dents all over our delivery vehicle roof because I was walking back and forth across the roof of it. Bro. Oh, my God. Bro, please be careful, okay? Yeah. Go, live, live a life, okay? But be careful. Amen to that. You got him. All right, brother. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a great day. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. So we've been getting hit with a ton of text messages already today asking about Deepa's meeting with Lewis Hamilton over the weekend at the Canadian Grand Prix. So just to recap real quick, we all know Deepa and her husband, Talal, are huge racing fans. Huge. And massive fans of the one and only Lewis Hamilton, one of the best in the world. And they went to the Grand Prix in Montreal over the weekend with the hopes of meeting Lewis Hamilton by getting custom T-shirts made. They took a picture from Lewis's uh, IG of him and his dog. No, his cat. His His dog. dog. His dog. His dog. (laughs) And their plan was to walk around all of the Grand Prix all weekend and try to get noticed, right? And you also, I saw uh, you and your husband waited for, I think, eight hours for the autograph signing, which then got canceled. Oh. Yep. Jeez. Right? And then I saw yes, they got interviewed in the by like the CBC and everything. Oh, yes. Who, you did? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Because they, went, they were the first ones to show up, right? At the autograph we signing? We got there at 3.45 a.m. The yeah. autograph signing was at 10.30. Like, we were going all out. We're like, we have to make this happen. This is our one shot. And it was raining and pouring and cold and freezing. And, like, we got in line. We were one of the first people in line to get his autograph. And then uh, 40 minutes into the autograph session, it got canceled. And we were like, oh, Oh, that sucks. So you guys are wearing your T-shirts all weekend long, right? Yeah. Uh, People recognize you because I saw a couple of photos with, like, fans of the show. Yes. So many people. From the first day we got there, people were like, oh, my God, we recognize your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so I saw on your IG Deepa that you did a post saying you guys are going down there to with the hopes of meeting Lewis Hamilton. And yeah. you had tagged like a bunch of people that I guess are associated with Lewis Hamilton. But in your post, you said reply to this and tag as many as many times <laughs> as you can these people yeah. within Lewis Hamilton's organization. Yeah. So when because yeah. I was I was going through your replies and I'm like, like there's so many people replying like 15 times in a row, but it was all just tagging the people in Lewis Hamilton's inner circle, right? Is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And it worked. So that day that I posted that video, 45 minutes later, the guy who takes like all of Lewis Hamilton's photos, his name's Daniel, he responded and he was like, I love your enthusiasm for Lewis. No promises. Um, but I'll try to see you on Thursday or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody actually saw this. But at that point, I was like, you know what? It's just really nice that he acknowledged it. Sure. And I DM'd him, and, and I was like, thank you for, like, acknowledging our passion for Lewis. <laughs> like, that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of, like, left it at that. And I, I didn't have any hopes after that, really. So at what point over the weekend at the Canadian Grand Prix did, did somebody from Lewis Hamilton's team reach out to you saying, we see you? we got to make something happen. Okay, so it's a Thursday. We're going to the pit lane walk. We're now entering the circuit from the first time. And I get a message from the photographer, and he's like, hey, look for a message in your DMs from so-and-so. And I was like, cool. And I'm going to read it to you right now. Mm-hmm. I check my DMs, and um, I get this message. It says, hey, I work on Lewis Hamilton's team. No promises, but I want to see what's possible regarding you meeting Lewis. What is your phone number? And I'm just like, 
online panicking. And we start texting and she's like, I don't have any promises, but like, I'm just going to keep you updated every single day. Right? So every day we're texting multiple times a day. Like, you know, Hey, I'm here. You know, do you need me to wait three hours after like, <laughs> do you need me to got? wait three hours? <laughs> Jeez. I waited. Deepa, give it up your like, time like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first day, the Thursday, she's like, I'm talking to Mercedes right now. Please stay as close as you can. So Salal and I, we waited for three hours. Then there was like a thunderstorm warning that came to all of our phones. And we're like, we're just going to abort today. Every day passed. And we're like, no luck, no luck, no luck. The eight hours that we waited that same day, no luck. My shirts, our shirts were soaked. It rained for three days. It was so disgusting and gross. And it was the last day, Sunday, the race day. And we're like, we're retiring the shirts. This is not happening. It is race day. So we go early just to see the drivers come in um, because you can see them when they're entering, right? And I get a text from this lady. And she's like, where are you right now? And what are you wearing? And I'm like, oh, my God. What? Oh, no. I send her a picture and she's like, get to the casino. And I'm like, what? Okay. And that's halfway across the circuit. So we're sprinting and I'm out of shape and I have to take breaks. And I'm like, no, Lewis. (laughs) So we're sprinting. As we're sprinting, I get a text from her. She's like, share your location with this number and don't say anything else. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? (laughs) It's like an episode of 24, Jack Bauer. Yes. And we get to the casino. We're waiting. I get a phone call. And this woman's like, turn to your right. I'm here. And we see her. And she has these passes. So we go to her. She's like, hey, you know, I'm going to take you to the paddocks, the garages, and you have VIP passes. And we're like, what is happening? And she's like, you know, if you see Lewis, you see him. If you don't, you don't. We're like, cool. Oh, my God. Now it's up to so you. She, oh, man. Yes. No promises, by the way. So, so you get there. She takes us. Yeah. And we see all of the drivers. Max Verstappen walked by us, said hi to Sergio Perez. And then she's like, hey, do you guys want a tour of the Mercedes garage? And I was like, what are you talking about? So we went in, saw his car, the engineers working on his car. She took us to the data room where people are collecting (laughs) data from his car. And I'm like, collecting data. Okay, so get to the part where you meet Lewis Hamilton. Damn it. Okay, so then we come out and we get a notice, a notification that he's coming. Yeah. And you see this entire entourage of people just walking. And Lewis is there. And I'm just, like, panicking. I'm like, what What do I say? What do I do? So he comes up and to you? This, so this woman, like, she's like, stand here. He walks by. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? And she goes and she's like, hey, can you take a picture with these people? So he comes back. He says, hey, what's up? Like, how's it going? We chat for a little bit. Uh, Thalal gets a handshake. I get a hug. He pauses for a picture. And the Mercedes official photographer is literally taking pictures of us. And then he's like, okay, guys, have a great day. And he leaves. And I'm just like, what just happened? Did you see the photo? Like, interesting choice of outfit. I don't know, fashion. Maybe this is fashionable. But Lewis Hamilton is wearing a denim button-up, button all the way up to his neck. And denim, like, overalls. As well, on top of the denim oh, yeah. shirt. Yeah, that's a lot. Canadian tuxedo. Canadian that, tuxedo. No, that's not that's even. beyond the Canadian tuxedo. That's like, that's <laughs> like. It looks very hot, hot as it's, well. You know what it looks like? That that type of outfit that Lewis Hamilton's wearing, no offense to Lewis Hamilton, that's a type of outfit that you dress a doll with. 
It looks like doll clothes. <laughs> no, he looks great. Right? He looks amazing. Yeah. So your yeah. dream came amazing. true. Your dream you came and your true. Husband, yes. The, the, the goal yes. was fulfilled, and now you've met Lewis Hamilton. You had a couple of minutes, and you enjoyed the Canadian Grand Prix. And he reposted it on his Instagram. What? Did, wow. he yeah. Did he smell nice? Yes. Did he smell nice? Mori wants to know. Lovely. <laughs> lovely. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 40 degrees Oof. is what it's going to feel like today. Come 40 degrees on. is what it's going to feel like tomorrow. And then Jeez. Thursday, Friday, 27 to take you into the weekend. <sighs> Nothing but gorgeous weather this entire week. Hitting me, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. I love the heat. I really, really, really love the heat. Same. My dad, oh. so he has a pool now, but no one's been in it. Why? Because there's no heater, so today would be perfect for the cold. Oh, there's the pool. no. Oh, because your dad moved, right? We all we we've, yeah. we've heard the stories of you and your dad in the pool for years. Uh, when you would go over and you would keep a t-shirt on and go swimming, and Matthew was always a beautiful know. pool with heater and salt water. Okay, so that was the old house, and your dad moved. They so, moved, and and now there's a a new pool, chlorine, yeah, no heater, no heater. So what was the temperature of the pool? Like bitter cold. Oh, like you can't go in. And I, so I tried. I wanted to be that guy. Yeah. And, they're, and they're looking at me like, no one's you wanted, been in the pool. You want to be what? Like tough? I wanted to be like the hero. Yeah. I wanted to christen the pool. So did you jump in? I stepped in down yeah. the steps. Yeah. I got as far as my belly button. Right. And I could. Oh, that's not. too far. That's yeah, too, far too far for a cold then pool. Then I slipped off the steps. Of course you did. Because uh-huh. <laughs> you're wet. <laughs> so, oh my God. I screamed. It was so cold. So, how far down did you go? Nipples? Nipples. Yeah. You don't oh. want to get cold nipples. God. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my son Cruz wanted to jump in the pool and we yeah. told him it was too cold. And same thing, like Maury, where you thought that. You would be able to handle it. Yeah. And he jumped in, like jump, jump, where he was completely submerged. And as right. soon as he came up out of the water, right, he was like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd him, you make me do yeah, this? Took Why did you let me? Oh. We're like, do you want to go back in? He's like, no. no. <laughs> it makes no sense, though, that the water is not the same temperature. So what happened? Outside. What happened to the heater? They, they. No, this pool has it's no. A, heater. It has no heater. It's oh, a different it house. No different house. Heater. Different pool. So the previous owners just didn't have. A they heater never put a heater pool. in. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. So is your dad going to do it? He said no. He says by the end of August. You should be able to go in the pool. <laughs> End of August. <laughs> Summer fun. Oh, my God. Right? God, yeah. No, for me, I need, like, my, 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 listen, all of us talking about our pools, a couple of a-holes. Um, <laughs> but mine is the reason for me, and I would say this to anybody, right? If you're looking, at, if you're in the market for a pool, uh-huh. uh, what I did with mine was I realized that I didn't want a deep end in a pool. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the deep end is good for like if you're diving down or stuff and I don't even dive anyway. But if you're playing a game where you're going down at the bottom, of everything else, every other second in the pool is people sort of standing around and socializing. Or you want to play a game where one person is at one end of the pool and somebody else is at the end of the, end of the sure. pool. You can't do that with a deep end. And I always find that the shallow ends in pool is just where everybody winds up anyway. Yeah. Everybody winds up in the shallow end. So I found one that didn't have a deep end. Well, like it's a very, very slight like the deep end is only, I think, like maybe 5'10". 
yeah. or something like that. Oh, and, that's over and then, my head. And then, the, and then the shallow end is like four feet or something like that, right? And so my pool isn't deep, so literally the sun just heats it, mm, right? Perfect. And my, I was, what was yours, Maury? Like so freezing, like probably like what, like in this or low 60s, right? Um, melted ice. Melted ice. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm already 92, Oh, sick. Yeah, just from the sun. That's yeah. just the and you sun. Have no, there's no trees around. Uh, Zero. I have no shade. To shade. No, I have no shade. But I always jump in the day we open it, like in that early spring. Bef- oh, before, yeah. yeah. Before anything happens, I always do one dive in. And it's cold. Like, it's when that when that hits you. But it's supposed to be good for you, though, right? Like, you read all these studies. Like about the polar ju- dip. It is. No, it's shocking your body like that. Like, putting uh-huh. your body into this, like, state of trauma where it's, like, fight or flight. Like, that feeling and, like, what happens no, within you. your body. It's supposed to be good for you, though, no, Mark. I will give up government secrets. You will, huh? Oh, That's all it takes secrets. is a little dip in a cold pool. <laughs> what's also also what secrets do you yeah, have? Right? Zero. Believe me, Maury, if you had any secrets right now, I would already know about them yeah. because you can't keep a secret. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Jessica, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What's going on? How do I get my neighbors to leave me and my family alone? Oh, jeez. Okay, you wrote this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. My next door neighbor hosed down my mother-in-law because she got a little bit of water on his property. He does (laughs) passive-aggressive stuff all the time, and that's just an example of one in how do I get my neighbor to leave me and my family alone? I don't want to have to move all because of a terrible neighbor. Uh, we just moved to this house three years ago. So what started all this? Honestly, right from the beginning, the day we bought this house, we were moving in our stuff. And he looked at me and he goes, why would you pay that amount for this house? Oh my right God. off the hole. I really? was like, yeah. So that was the first impression. Great. Everything was fine. Then he took down our chain link fence while we were away in the state, which technically is illegal. So we made him put it back up. Mm-hmm. So that was already a show. And then with my mother-in-law, she was hosing back my backyard as she normally does. Got a little bit of water. He decided to hose her. And I mean, like, drench. Police <laughs> oh, no. were obviously called. Yeah. I come home and the cops are here. He's like, oh, it was just a little bit of a water fight. I was like, oh, Okay. And yeah, and ever since then, it's like he videotapes us. He has the camera facing our front yard. I mean, I, I'm practically in jail. I can't go outside in my backyard because he's always there. So it's, and now it's he's he's always he's always in his own backyard, or he's always yeah. there bothering you. No, no, he's always in his wherever I am. If I'm in the front, he goes to the front. If yeah. I'm in the back. He'll go to the back. So it's like. Does he live by himself or does he have a family there as well? Oh, no. He has a family. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how's the rest of his family? Like, are they just as miserable as he is? N- no, they're quiet. Like, you don't even know they exist. Wow. So, what the hell is this guy's problem? Have you talked to any other neighbors? Like, does he have beef with anyone else on the Nobody street? Nobody likes him. No, he mm. does it with everybody on the street. Oh, geez. This is, <laughs> this is, I mean, you can't, like, 
even if you don't like the guy, he's still allowed to go and sit in his backyard, right? Yeah. Like this is yeah, this sure. is, yeah, but this, he can't be like taking down their fence and no, like no, no, no. But he put it back up, right? Closing like, down he, the mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, some mother-in-laws might need that kind of thing, though. You know, like maybe did he? You know, I don't know what your relationship is like with your mother-in-law, but in in like some weird little way, were you happy he did that? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Come on, Jessica. He's such a liar. You're like on that day. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't right, but you know. Uh, okay. So, how do you Who deal? Knows? Maybe words were exchanged when that happened. Yeah, so. of course, of course. Have of you course. said, Lark? Has anyone in your family had like a straight up conversation with this guy? Oh, I did. Would oh, you, I what, definitely did. How, did. how did it go? What'd you say? I literally told him, like, I didn't want to be having the cops at our house, so we either settle this or it's like we just ghost each other. Like, you don't exist, I don't exist, and that's it. And so... But I'm guessing at this point, it's like, the house needs to go. Like, we got to go. But, but, like, what was what came out of that conversation? What did you decide on? I think we're going to move. No! With no, the Jessica! What, what happened with it? Like, when you had that conversation with the neighbor, we either have to resolve this or we have to ghost each other, right? And just pretend we don't exist. What What did he say? He wasn't really responsive, to be honest. He wasn't getting it. It was just a matter of, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, and then brushing me off. But did he air any of his grievances? Like, what about your family bothers him? I don't know. I feel like ever since we moved in, everything that we do, because we're bettering, like, we're making our house better, Mm -hmm. he's jealous. So he kind of tries to do the same thing. Nobody likes when the rich a-hole moves in next door. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say I'm the rich a-hole, but, you know. To him, you are. Yeah. So you're not, uh, Jessica, you're not going to sell your house. Yeah, please don't Okay. Like that is, that is a level of, you know, digging your heels into the ground and spite and all this other stuff. Do you think that you're going to hurt him by selling your house? No. Like, do you think that, do you think that, do you think think that's you winning? No, but like, I literally cannot stand looking at his face. Like none of us can. Yeah, so build a build a taller fence. All the way across, right? Yeah. That was an option. Did he give a reason as to why uh, the fence was removed? Like, why did he take your fence down? He wanted to build a pergola yeah. in his backyard, and he built it on our property. So we made his contractors come back and take that part down, too. Yeah, okay, so you guys oh, got a damn. whole thing going on. Um, property <laughs> lines and all this stuff. It's, cl- yes, it's classic yes. neighbor bickering. Classic neighbor bickering. You're not alone yeah. in this, but you can't sell your house. You yeah. just have to say, you know, you can hate the guy, and he can hate you, but you guys both have to understand that the the the, the sort of world that you need to play in is that you need to just play by the rules. And that is, you know, you can't start building stuff on my property because I'm just going to go at it with a chainsaw when you go to the grocery store, right? Like you can't, right. do, you, you have to play by the rules. And as long as everybody's playing by the rules, you don't have to like the person that lives next to you. And what I would do is I was going to figure out what the legal limit is in the, the area of the city that you live in to find out how tall of a fence you actually can build. And then I would spend the money and I'd build a wall. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And limit your interaction with them. Yeah. Don't say nothing. Right? Or, or just be super nice and be like, yo, what's up? You need anything? I'm going to going to the grocery store. How you doing on coffee and milk? <laughs> We're chilling with kindness. Yeah, I man. I to my husband yesterday. A hundred percent. If you see him in the backyard, be like, 
oh my god how are you <laughs> you know like all that all that stuff like oh, i would geez. just i would i would annoy him with kindness and not cannot yes. not genuine kindness i would literally just annoy him by being so overly kind <laughs> that that know. that nothing he does would bother you it doesn't you. sound nothing. like that's going to work for jessica's neighbor right. i say <laughs> jessica y'all just like straight up ignore him yeah uh, I, how's, I would get your mother-in-law involved too. He seems to have a real problem with her. I bring, I'd sit her in the backyard, and when she's not there, I, I would, I would like dress up as her, <laughs> <laughs> just to piss him off so even you, more. You got a couple of options there, Jessica. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. But don't move, Jesus. Yeah, You're not selling move. your house, Jessica, for Terrible. God's sake, because of a bad neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Thanks so much, guys. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Damn it, Maury made some cold calls to commemorate Roz's 17 years on ET Canada. Oh, great. This sounds like it's going to go well. <laughs> Every single voice you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to love this. Okay. I think. At okay. Least. Okay. All right. You ready yeah. for this? Yes. Cheryl Hickey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Have you ever thought that after 17 years, this day would happen ever? I mean, sure. People, you always think about, well, what if, what if? And I kind of just hoped that it wouldn't, I think. I've been with Roz for so long. We've been in the same building since 1999. And he's always been there, like an old sweater, an old blanket that you have at the cottage. An old man. That thing that you just, you just love it, you know? And everything has always just felt like it'll be all right when he's there. Oh, I'm getting sad. See? And he's just, he's such a good person. And I know you guys know that. So, um, it just, it's, I'm happy for him and I'm happy for you guys that you get to have him every day. But, um, yeah, I'm going to miss him a lot. Sangeeta Patel, it's Maury. How are you? Uh, how are you, darling? I'm good. I am so sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not a loss. I mean, I'm going to miss him so deeply because he's part of the show and he's the heart of the show. But he's my brother. I get to see him outside of work and and I love him. So I, I don't I don't want to say it's a loss. It's a celebration of everything he's done. What would you say, looking back at the 17 years of Roz on ET Canada is one of your favorite memories together. I think, you know, being in studio with him is when we have breaks between and I'll start tapping a, a song and then he'll start tapping and all his knowledge, you know, more, he has so much knowledge and he's always sharing and I always question him. And he's just, he's just incredible that way, but it's the moments between and it's the moments outside of studio that makes it so mm -hmm. special. But he is someone that everyone will remember because of the way he explains things, the way he talks about different perspectives and he's just so so unique and so amazing hey <laughs> look who it is it's Catherine. how's it going i'm good you know it's My funny Catherine. is Catherine. i think that a lot of people are sad with the news but i feel as though this is great news for you that you get more raws um honestly i think it's great news for everyone i think that i mean especially for us but like raws too i mean he's been working so long and so hard and like he really 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 deserves having maybe 10% more time <laughs> for himself i mean the reality is he's going from working essentially three full-time jobs to working two full-time jobs by choice which still honestly is a lot <laughs> Roz's mom, how are you? 
I'm fine. This is Maury, isn't it? It sure is. And it's come yeah. down to this, Roz's last show on ET Canada. You know what? I had very, very mixed feelings when he first told me about it. But uh, you know what? I think it, it's his career and he knows what he's doing. He's a very smart kid <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So I have to trust that he um, is certain in what his next career moves are. Carlos Bustamante, it's Dammit Mori. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I am good. Dude, I am so sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Still right? Well, let's do this together then. What would you say is one of your favorite memories of working with Roz? I love doing live with Roz. This is just one memory. But it's like every single time that we do it because the guy knows everything. You know this. But uh, nothing is going to be the same without him. He's, he's such like a central part of the way I show up, race. Hello. Hello, hello. Jody Davis, the man that runs ET Canada. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Did you ever think that we would be saying Roz Weston is leaving ET Canada? No, not at all. Are you secretly happy? Secretly? Uh, he knows I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what's your favorite memory of Roz? Just, you know, hanging out with, hanging out with Roz after work is, is so always cool. Respect. And just spending time with him, you the know, respect. when it's, you know, once once the day is done and Show it's been a hard day and he's worked his butt off, uh, just relaxing with him. E.T. Canada's Morgan Hoffman. It's Dammit Maury. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm. Are you good? Because, like, it's it's time to say goodbye to Roz. I'm devastated. I've been sad, like, for the past three weeks. What would you say is uh, one of your favorite memories. How scary I thought he was when I first started. And then I found out he's not scary at all. But I was very memorable the first time I worked with him. It was on a live show. (laughs) And I had to write it. And I wasn't used to live. And I was terrified, mostly because of Roz. But then he was so nice after. What's one nugget of advice that he maybe gave you that you'll cherish forever? When I first started, I used to... um, criticize the way I sounded or if I got my point out quick enough and he just kept saying just be yourself just do you okay and you know what we can't end this montage without speaking to Roxy how are you dealing with the news that Roz is leaving ET Canada you must be thrilled with that it's amazing honestly he's been working way too hard for way too long and it's just amazing that he gets to work and do other things and have more time to himself now, it does mean that he'll be at home more, so you won't be able to get away with murder um, because he won't be there. Yeah, that really put a dent in my plans. <laughs> yeah. Is there one thing that you want to say to your father, Roz, you know, as we're heading into the last show on ET Canada? I just love it. It's amazing. I love him so much. He has worked way too hard for way too long, and I just love it so, so much that he's finally quitting. There you go, buddy. Oh, my God. Roxy sounds old, huh? She does. She's like a problem. I know. She's a woman now. I know. She's amazing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, that podcast flew by. Woo! Um, We are at this part, so uh, let's get it on. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. You ready? Damn right. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Elliot Page on Seth Meyers last night. Talking about how they worked in Elliot's transition into Umbrella Academy. Mm. Do you watch Umbrella Academy? I do not, but so, I know season so three is coming out soon. So on Umbrella Academy, um, so as uh, in, in in life when Ellen became Elliot, mm-hmm. in Umbrella Academy, um, Vanya becomes Victor. Oh, 
right? So the transition, they they work, they they was worked. that already part of the storyline before? No, it wasn't. So oh, so okay, so okay. when Elliot um, transitioned in life, they worked it into the uh, into the show. So here is uh, Elliot Page explaining to Seth Meyers how that all went down. Since the show started, uh, you uh, as an actor came out as trans, um, and then your character also uh, came out as trans. Were these conversations that you got to have with the writers about the journey that your character took, having lived that experience uh, yourself? Yeah, it was, and and really with um, Steve Blackman, the the showrunner of Umbrella, who's just incredible and such a wonderful person. And uh, so when we first talked about it, he seemed really excited about incorporating it in, into the show. And then um, incredible writer, journalist, author Thomas Page McBee, who I met doing a miniseries called Tales of the City. So Thomas came on board and helped out, and um, I feel proud of it and uh, excited for people to see it. One of the nice things is your siblings on the show, uh, when receiving the news of the transition, are very supportive. Were the people closest to you in your real life as supportive as the people on the show? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I feel really grateful for that. I think most people weren't surprised or uh, something I'd been, you know, talking about with a lot of people in my life, so. And it's interesting, too, because when they start the show, Elliot was already Elliot in, in, in life. Mm-hmm. But Elliot had to be Vanya for like the, a little bit of episode oh. one. So, so Elliot's wearing like a, like a wig, like dressed up as Vanya. So sure. it's like Elliot dressed. It's, it's really wild. But the one thing they did on the show, which I thought was really great. And the, the, when, is that, when does it drop? When does it come out? When does season three drop? Today, is it? Can you find that out for me, Morna? Yeah, okay. Season three of Umbrella Academy. Um, is they and, and and Elliot was right. The way that they sort of because it's a big family of siblings in this show, and each of them are introduced to today. Victor. Thanks, more uh, introduced to Victor at a different period, at a different time, oh. and and so everybody has their sort of reaction and acceptance and questions and, and everything else. Sure. But, but it's it's just it's really it's really they they did a really good job with the uh, with the the transition of the of the character, uh, which brings us to uh, Michaela J Rodriguez. Michaela J Rodriguez the first transgender woman to win a Golden Globe in a brand new show called Loot, which is uh, out on Apple TV on Friday. What was the other show Michaela was in more? Pose. Okay. And Star- oh, Pose. you love that show. Oh my gosh. And Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom. That was the, uh, that was the other thing. What did, uh, what did she win for? She won for Pose. Pose. You love that show. I've never seen that show. Dude, it is so amazing. Is it? Uh, this is uh, Dammit Maury with uh, Michaela J. Rodriguez. <laughs> how, how are you? you? I'm, good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am good. How are you? This I'm amazing. Be, this can't be how the interview goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Is it important to you to have the word trans before actor when talking about you? No, it's not important. I would just love to be an actress or an actor because that's universal now too. I've realized and I found out. Um, but yeah, trans does not have to be in front of it. Um, we're all capable of playing all types of characters. I'm not a trans actress or a trans actor. I am an actor and actress who sometimes plays trans characters and sometimes doesn't. In this case, I'm not, or maybe I am, who knows? Right? Right? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
And the question is, how long after you split with somebody do you scrub your Instagram of pictures with them? Or do you even? Mm. Do you even? Should those memories live in your personal timeline? I think it depends on how the relationship, first of all, how the relationship was. Sure. And then more importantly, how it ended right i think how especially how it ended okay shem your thoughts listen as somebody who's as we talked about been divorced uh-huh. i didn't scrub my instagram and and it's to me it's silly right you're not erasing your history it's yeah. part of you people know that you were in a relationship scrubbing it really does nothing and i don't buy this whole well it's respectful to your new to your new partner yeah. i mean come on well, we it's all more have for your mental health so that you don't see it when you're scrolling through your own thing that's why a lot of people scrub that is so that you don't see it yeah but you're not but gonna, how often you're not are you going back and looking at your old posts a lot of time if you're like oh when did i do such and such i did it last night to try and find something from 2018 because i've seen people's uh, feeds where you know if you scroll down far enough like mm-hmm. you'll see like them like like a guy like where he clearly has a girlfriend and then like if like you look at new pictures and like there's like a new woman in it and i'm like yeah, and yeah. I, I like I'm, I'm interested in the life i'm like when did the transition happen right. like when did they all when did they go to hell and then well, the reason i bring this up is because uh, michael b jordan finally scrubbed his uh instagram of uh lori harvey yeah so no more birthday pics no more valentine's oh. day pics Yo, no more anniversary pics for all of those with her yes and then lori harvey scrubbed her feed of all the no! michael b jordan picks so, so did, did michael she, do it first yeah i think did it he, first? i think he did it first so did she do it in reaction to him don't doing it, know you think? yeah i don't know i don't know Shem, See, did she write you back did who? Oh, Lori? oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to slide into Lori Harvey's DMs. <laughs> yeah. Gotta try, gotta yeah, try, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you, can, you can only occur, encourage a friend to, to, to slide into Lori Harvey's DMs. I feel so. I think for Michael B. and for Lori Harvey, it makes sense that they do that, right? Because their relationship was so talked about. Yes, that they don't need constant reminders from fans yeah. who are going back into those old comments, yes, or those old photos and making new comments, and then it pops up on their you know, on their uh, account that, oh, I have a new comment. Oh, and it's from a photo from like three right. months ago. They I don't heard need that, that she was with, what's his name now? She's with a next man already? What, already? I heard. I heard. Yeah. Who's that? Who's this? The, the, um, the, he looks like a country singer, but he's not. No. Oh, God. Who's she dating now? She, Drake was with the guy at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that's what Jack I heard. Harlow. Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow. That's yeah. what I heard. She's not, yes. she's not with no that's way. what I heard. That's, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. What? That's what I heard. Ross, where did you hear this? No. That's what I heard. That's what Lori I heard. Lori Harvey and Jack Harlow? That's what I heard. I thought Jack Harlow was pining for that's Dua Lipa. He's got what that song in the album Can I, can I give you guys a tea? Yeah. From Black Sport Online? Yeah. <laughs> Is that where I heard it from? When I was reading Black Sport Online? <laughs> Listen, that's my favorite site. Right? I got to keep up. <laughs> right? This is Lori Harvey caught sending flirty DMs to Jack Harlow after breakup with Michael B. Jordan and breaking his heart. Yep. Oh. Right? See? Wow. Legit. Oh. Right there. <laughs> what is it? If anyone wants the, the fact check? Blacksportonline.com. There you go. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So Kim Kardashian out here making news yesterday. So not only did she get Anna Winter to take a selfie, which Anna said that she would never do. How'd she make her do that? I don't know. It's Kim like Kardashian. Yeah, but Anna, like, she's doing a peace sign and everything. Like what, like what everybody did for their very first selfie. Like, she's yeah. over Kim's shoulder, like, doing a full peace sign. Except. 
Like, yeah. So she not only did she get to do that, but uh, she went on uh, Jimmy Fallon last night, and they were r- sort of reminiscing about Kim when she hosted SNL because mm-hmm. everybody agreed that she did a great job when she was hosting SNL. Uh, but it's the sort of revelation that she makes in telling the story of hosting SNL that people have a very, very difficult time believing. This is your first time back since hosting Saturday Night Live. Yes. I mean, this is, uh, you were fantastic. Thank I, you. Were, Thank you. It was a great episode. You were fantastic. Are, were you nervous going in? You know, I was nervous for a second because I have to be honest, I had never seen SNL before. I'd gone to one taping of Eddie Murphy, but I had never, and I and I'd gone backstage. Come on, never see, you've never seen Sarah live? No. Like serious, serious. Ser- I'm dead serious. You're a liar. And so, did you, you think? I know what it. I knew what it was. I yeah, knew it was you, so iconic, but I had never. <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I had no idea you were on. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, it's not like you said that you did, but you no. really. I remember. I even like a month after I had this. Di- I was at dinner, and Will Ferrell was sit- sitting right next to me, and uh, the show had just aired when I was on, and he, you know, mentioned he'd seen it, and I literally had to text Pete and be like, "Wait, was Will Ferrell on SNL?" Oh my god! And I was so embarrassed. Like I literally, I, I've been schooled. Wait, I know did- everyone that's been on now. I know everything. I know. Oh my yeah. god! So I've been schooled. Come on! Do you believe that? I don't believe. But why that would at you all. tell that story if it wasn't true? I, guess. I fully believe it. Yeah, I, I believe it. Fully yes. believe it. Absolutely. But like, even when things start trending, like you don't. I guess maybe like. Her, do you think she goes on her phone and just goes through the feed? No, it's too explosive. Like she's like not to doing see, that to see clips. No. Like she's I understand maybe not sitting down and watching like a full show from eleven thirty until one a.m. Yeah. But like, you mean to tell me you haven't seen some of like the classic skits? No. The iconic ones. I'm no. with Mocha. She may have seen like a skit. I, I think she just means she's never sat down and watched. No, it. She, if you don't know that Will Ferrell and Jimmy Fallon were on SNL, you've yeah. never seen SNL. Like, yeah, that's crazy, huh? Wow. Anyway. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And, oh, so play this clip of this guy from America's Got Talent last night. So here, let me get his name right for you. Uh, his name is uh, Justin Ruppel. Mm-hmm. And he's a voice impressionist, and he sort of goes through three famous Canadians for some reason. I don't know. He goes through three famous Canadians and and gives you the sort of key to perfecting their voice. So this is Justin Ruppel on AGT. I can teach you how to do Ryan Reynolds, but first you have to do Jim Carrey's voice. Just imagine yourself as a giant Canadian bird. Hi there, judges. Uh, I have some voices for you. <laughs> Take that Canadian bird down to a sexy whisper, and you have Ryan Reynolds. I have some voices for you, judges. <laughs> I hope you enjoy them. Okay, here's how to do Seth Rogen's voice. Take Santa Claus's laugh. Ho, ho, ho. Now imagine Santa Claus eats a different kind of cookie. I just slide down chimneys and I deliver packages to kids and eat their cookies. <laughs> now you can do that. <laughs> he's actually pretty he's good. not bad. Yeah, huh? pretty good. He's pretty not good. bad. Good. I like that guy a lot. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Justin Bieber's on the cover of People magazine. Is he really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's on the cover of uh, GQ. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, one of the things he talks about is that uh, sort of where he is in his career and what he may want to do next or how he sees himself in his place in in show business. And he goes, uh, I consider myself on my last leg this last semester or trimester, he says. Uh, What is this section going to be and how do I want to design that? So I think that he sees himself as kind of like, you know, on the like going out like he doesn't. uh, Is he ever directed anything before Brad Pitt yeah. no he produces right like plan B mm-hmm. that company that he had with Jennifer Aniston and I don't know whether they still both own it or one person bought the other one out mm-hmm. but if you look right now they produce they still produce that company a ton of great movies oh, like wow. a ton of great movies so he has had like a lot of hits yeah right like a, so maybe a, ton, he'll just stick to a that, ton of hits producing I don't know if he would ever delve into into directing um, yeah, but do you want to not see Brad? Because Brad Pitt's one of those guys where Brad Pitt to me is 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 you know he's so famous that when you then see Brad Pitt in a movie, you're like, oh right, he acts, right? Like when I saw uh, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he was so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I forget Brad Pitt was like a good actor. Like I completely forgot about Even that. Like when he makes like cameos or um, you know shorter appearances in movies, if he's not the star, yeah. Like, what was the, um, oh, my God, what was the one with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock? Oh, my God, that movie was so good. He's yeah. so good in that movie. Like, he oh, was in that Lost movie. City? Was that, was it the called? Lost? The Lost City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Like, he was great in yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, Channing Tatum was so good in that movie, Very too. funny. Had, and that didn't do well, that movie. I don't know no. why it didn't do well. It's, no. like, perfect for me. It's, like, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt, who's, like, not and really Dan- in the movie for that Daniel long. And Daniel Radcliffe. And, that's right. <laughs> yes. Radcliffe was great yeah, in that movie. I, I fell asleep, um, but it was beautiful. Beautiful, though I love that movie a lot. <laughs> I did. I fell asleep. We watched it on a weeknight. I fell asleep. Yeah, it was good though. I loved it. <laughs> From what you remember, yes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the man from Toronto. This is the Woody Harrelson and (laughs) Kevin Hart uh, movie. It's like a hitman movie. And when they they dropped the trailer for the man from Toronto, everybody was like, what are you doing? Like they shot the movie here. The movie's called the man from Toronto, but nobody says Toronto in the trailer. They all say Toronto, right? Hey, Toronto, you ready to go back to work? We need an extraction of information. Meet at the safe house in 19 hours. Who is that? This is the man from Toronto. I'm so, wait, what? I'm the man from Toronto. He's here to torture you. <laughs> so, so you get it, right? They yeah. and, and everybody went in on them. Everybody but I feel it was only people them. from Toronto that, of course, went in. Right? Of course. Out tomorrow, by the way. Oh, okay. And well, it would just be like if you lived in Calgary and there was a movie called The Man from Calgary, right? <laughs> everybody in Calgary would be like, "Well, no, don't. That's not how you say it, man." Yeah. Uh, so Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart doing an interview uh, addressing the mispronunciation of Toronto. The mispronunciation of Toronto. It's got a lot of people in Toronto a, a little bit upset. So can we just get to the bottom? Is that on purpose, guys? Well, you got to remember, we're not like we're not. I'm not from Toronto. Right. So the the man from Toronto, of course, if you have the understanding of it, that's how you say it. But these this is a title of a hitman that was given. And all of the people that are saying it across are not from Toronto. This is he's a world renowned hitman. 
And the legend of his killing has grown over the years and throughout his career. So you got to think everybody was saying it. The man from Miami, the men from Wichita or uh, Oklahoma. You got to remember, it was all over. There was only real, uh, there was, I forgot the Russian guys who probably said it for real. The, the Russian guy is the only one that was calling Toronto. <laughs> He's the only one that said it correctly. Everybody else is saying Toronto because they're all from all over the place. So, no, it wasn't something that we were conscious of. Yeah, well, but either way, uh, anytime that it's mispronounced to Toronto, Torontoans, we apologize. There you go. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. I, I know, I know. Woody Harrelson <laughs> overcorrecting, right? You know, <laughs> know what I mean? Okay, we, okay, it's Toronto, not Toronto. But it's not Torontoans. You can say Torontonians, yeah. but that's an overcorrection, right? Now anyway. I fear. Now I fear that Woody Harrelson's going to be like, no, 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 man. It's Torontoans. So, <laughs> man from Toronto, Netflix tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, have you seen it yet, more? Uh, no, no. But no. I am going to make you guys a supercut of all the times they say Toronto. Oh, from the oh, you're going to watch like it tonight? literally every time. Oh, perfect. Yeah, oh. I would really appreciate that. So we'll get uh, we'll get that for you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Ed Sheeran awarded over uh, $1 million for that ridiculous, long-running, drawn-out plagiarism lawsuit that was filed against him by an artist by the name of Sammy Switch back in 2017 Yikes. when uh, Ed released Shape of You. And the story goes, remember, that as soon as this lawsuit was launched, Ed Sheeran wasn't allowed to uh, redeem royalties on the track until the lawsuit was settled. So um, because he obviously Ed Sheeran won the case. So uh, here is a little bit of, let's start with Ed Sheeran first. So this is a little bit of Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. We all know this. I'm in love with your body. Ooh, I, Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. So that's 2017. However, Sammy Switch released a song called Oh Why in 2015. Yeah, I, I can hear the similarities. Sure, but enough to, to win a lawsuit? A plagiarism lawsuit? We're talking five. Those those wheels of justice turn slow, huh? Yeah, you should also know that that's the biggest stream and the most streamed song on Spotify ever. So it's right. a big case. So anyway, so Ed Sheeran, of course, won that lawsuit. And uh, because of this long, drawn-out case, uh, he was awarded over $1 million for legal costs hmm. uh, because he had to and had to go through all so, of this. And now he'll start getting all the money from yeah. streaming that he wasn't allowed to yeah. get. Yeah, and I don't know where that money is. And I the guess they were holding years. it in escrow or something like that. suing Mariah should take notice this right yeah wow. yeah and mariah's lawyers are, they look i don't even know who their lawyers are but i can tell you right now they're very expensive yeah. <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast i need my glasses for this because uh i have to read some tweets so you remember yesterday right mm-hmm. uh kim kardashian uh, that interview on fallon where they were talking about how she hosted snl and then Kim admitted on the show that, yes, she hosted SNL, but she claims she'd never actually seen SNL. So here's that. This is your first time back since hosting Saturday Night Live. Yes. I mean, this is, uh, you were fantastic. Thank you. Were, you. It was a great episode. You were fantastic. Are, were you nervous going in? You know, I was nervous for a second because I have to be honest, I had never seen SNL before. I'd gone to one taping of Eddie Murphy. But I had never, and I and I'd gone backstage. 
You've never seen you've never seen Saturday Night Live? No. Like serious, serious. Ser I'm dead serious. And so you, did, did you think I know what it I knew what it was. I yeah, knew it was you, so iconic, but I had never <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I had no idea you were on. And then she goes on to say that she didn't even know that Will, Will Ferrell right. was on SNL. So people went digging around um, Kim's Twitter. And here is one from May 9th, 2009. A tweet by Kim Kardashian. Is it Ciara? Is that the artist? Yeah. She goes, Ciara is going to be on SNL tonight. Everyone tune in. Oh, no. Okay, that, that's, that's, 2000, oh. That's, that's 2009. Here's one from uh, November 14th, 2009. OMG, Jonathan Shaban. I have to watch it. We love a good spoof. LOL, got to turn on SNL. Okay. What are these sponsored tweets? Okay. She sounds like a big fan. Here's uh, March 3rd, 2012. Good luck tonight, Lindsay Lohan. Can't wait to watch you host SNL. What the hell? Oops. Okay. <laughs> and uh, here is one from uh, May 1st, 2012. Meeting our SNL sisters, how funny. And then there was a link to a picture, but the link doesn't work anymore. So I don't know who her SNL sisters were. Oh, like Tina Fey and Amy yeah. Poehler? And uh, this one was from uh, February 13th, 2016. She says, uh, don't worry. The end of mine and Kyle's snap story is coming after SNL. Hashtag shooting snap skits in the SNL dressing rooms. Yo, so you lying, lying. Right? How do you not? Like, I don't know why you would say that. When your tweets exist. Like, you were like in the, this. you were in the dressing room with, like, Kylie and everybody else, and you're, like, shooting skits, and you're praising people who are hosting SN. Like, you. You're promoting the show. I don't understand why you would then go on and say, I had no idea. I've never seen an episode of the show. Yeah. Maybe it's she super promotes weird. it but never watches That's it. That's what I thought, too, because really that kind of does make sense. Yeah. Like right? she's just promoting people, just, you know, tweeting stuff because people want to hear it. I know, but still, Or, like, people though. are posting for her, maybe? Like, because they have yeah. people who manage their social, so maybe, maybe back then, it? yeah. Could yeah, be. And but even if she was in the dressing rooms, doesn't mean she watched. No, I mean, I believe me more. <laughs> Nothing. There's a whole. I could build. I could build a, I I could I build a twenty say, minute can routine. You say, can you just say one thing? No, say, no, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. Do it. It's do fine. it. Come it's on, fine. Man. No, if anybody, Boy, if yes. any, if anybody knows. Anyway, never mind. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Anne Hathaway doing an interview with uh, Interview Magazine. Interview Magazine, this is where celebs uh, go, and then fans get to ask questions, but also other famous people get to ask questions. So mm -hmm. Anna Winter asked a question, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Octavia Spencer asked a question, Sigourney Weaver, Matthew McConaughey, Bella Hadid, so on and so forth. Oh, these are all questions for her, for, for Anne Hathaway. For Anne Hathaway. Okay, and Mindy Kaling got two questions. Uh, so Mindy Kaling's first question was, who in the culture now has great BDE to you? Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, it's very forward. Okay. Uh, and then Ann said, right now, Lizzo's got great BDE, as does Billie Eilish for sure, and Harry Styles, obviously. So she's looking at it more of like a whole all-around kind yeah. of thing, right? Fair enough. Uh, this is a great question, though. So Minnie got to ask a second question. The second question was, what problematic or canceled person's art do you still secretly love? Oh. <gasps> now... Ooh. 
When you are Anne Hathaway or somebody famous, there is really only one answer to this question, and Anne Hathaway nailed it. Which is? Right? So you can't say... Like, you can't say J.K. Rowling. If you say no. J.K. Rowling, people are going to come after Anne Hathaway. Okay? Oh. You can't say somebody like uh, Louis C.K., way too problematic. You can't say that, you can't even say that you still go back and enjoy episodes of The Cosby Show in reruns if no. you can find them. You, you can't, can't say, say R. Kelly. Just, yeah, you can't say, right? oh, I bump R. Kelly's greatest no. hits every now yeah, and then. You can't. You it's can, still on Apple because, Music. Because this is a complicated question because if you say the wrong name, uh -huh. people will come at you. There is hmm. only one name for a person who is has been problematic and or canceled, whose art it is still acceptable to say that you like. There's oh. one artist. Dave Chappelle? No. No, no um, you can't even say Dave Chappelle. Can I guess? This person's not alive, right? They are alive. Never mind then. Want to take a guess, Deepa? <laughs> um, Kanye West? Incorrect. Not canceled. Maury. Ooh. Aziz Ansari. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, what? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Is Aziz Ansari still canceled? Um, he's problematic. He was canceled. He was accused of a bad, bad date by oh, I know. And thrown I thought, into all that. And, and I thought then, we went through everything, and he said what he said on that he, one special. He, he did, but he's you know he's got he's done one Netflix special since then that wasn't promoted in any way. Is it? I guess because like he was too canceled. He was canceled too early. He got thrown into all of that. Yeah. And uh, and like, so really, Aziz out, and sorry. He came out and responded. Yeah, and but was so, like, did, so did everybody else. No, no, but he came through with like. God, the problem yeah. was the, the problem was the accusations yeah. were were not there, but the timing of the accusations was there. Yeah, and so he got sort of thrown into all of that. And but he the, since came out with a new Netflix special. Remember that? Well, yeah, I know, thing? but there was no promotion for it, no nothing. Yeah. And also now he was directing a movie, so he's getting back into show business, directing a movie. And if you remember, that's the movie. That um, got shut down. Bill Murray. Because Bill Murray was inappropriate with somebody on set. So yeah. Season Sorry's big comeback got shut down because Bill Murray was inappropriate with somebody on set. Like, the guy can't get a win. And is Season Sorry still on Bob's Burgers, too? Is he? Yeah. Still voicing that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that that was her answer. She said that she's still a huge fan of Master at None and thinks that it's uh, one of the, her favorite modern romantic series. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Bill Nye the science guy is Bill Nye the married guy. What? Ooh. What? He got married, 66 yeah. years old. Uh, married former Washington Post reporter Lisa, oh, sorry, Liza Mundy uh, in Washington, D.C. This happened at some time in May, but they just released the pictures of it. Uh, Want to guess what they're, uh, they're, they, they dance to as their, uh, their, oh, their, their wedding song? I absolutely no. The theme well, okay. song. What do you say, Maury? Blinded me with science. Oh. She I, blinded me with science. Uh, Deepa, what are you saying? I think the theme song, Bill Nye the Science. You think they dance to his theme song at their Bill. wedding? <laughs> I mean, listen, I <laughs> understand narcissists, fun, but I'm not even that narcissistic. Uh, Mocha, what do you say? <laughs> it's got to be some what sort was your, of What was yours nerd. at your wedding? Oh, Sean Desmond sang at our wedding but was that you like your official song between you and you and jenna yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. okay spend my life spend, spend my, my life. life and uh sham what Don't, do you think they danced to i'm gonna say like brian adams brian adams like everything I oh do. good oh. one good one yeah. good one no it was the uh it was uh sam cook's rendition of what a wonderful world Aww. was there nice. i thought it was gonna be something uh, nerdy i know so did i 
Maybe you shouldn't have dragged that out so long for such a plain song. But anyway, I did. Whatever. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Mocha, are you ready for a Back to the Future musical? Um, hello, McFly. Because it's happening. They did a Back to the Future musical in 2020 in the UK. I know. And, I, so, I watched the trailer for that so many times. And the Broadway production released a teaser trailer showing the actors playing Marty McFly and Doc Brown uh, in the DeLorean. And it just simply read, synchronize your watches. Yes. Uh, so Back to the Future, the musical is heading to Broadway. I don't know when, but the people in the um, video for it are the same actors that did the show in the UK. So maybe nice. they're going to be doing it again uh, on Broadway. But uh, but who, are you excited for this? Very. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Now, I don't know anything about the UK version of the musical. Did they just sing all the Huey Lewis songs from the movie or did they write all new music? I imagine they wrote all new music, right? Because that's what you do. Yeah. I don't think they had the UK one. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, yeah. From what I remember, yeah. I don't think the UK was all songs original. It was all original. There, yeah. It's debuting in 2023. 2023. God. Oh, that's next year. I'm like, God, 2023 sounds so far away right now, uh, but it's not. So anyway, back to the future of the musical. Yes. Now, do you think, because the trend goes, there's a movie, then they do a musical, then they do a musical version of, then they do a movie version of the musical, because we're seeing that right now that. with Matilda. Oh. Mm, I'd rather they didn't. You'd rather they did yeah. not. Hey, you. <laughs> keep your damn hands off of my favorite movie. They did that with Hamilton. Yeah, and they did it with, uh, and Matilda's the latest one, because Matilda was, a, first it was a book, and then it was a regular movie. Danny DeVito was incredible in Matilda. And then it went to Broadway, and it was a musical, which was awesome. And now the new Matilda movie is the musical version of the movie. Right, so it's the so the oh, new the, the new Matilda is Matilda the musical the movie. Yeah, I find that weird. Right? Didn't they do that with um, High School Musical too? Yeah, right? yeah, they did High School Musical. The musical, the movie. The musical, the movie. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> something so like odd. that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Britney Spears is back on Instagram. Hey, uh, she's talking about how she. Uh, just moved into a new house, so they haven't had time to go on any sort of honeymoon yet. Uh, I love Britney's uh, um, uh, posts because it, they always look like a work in progress, right? Like it always, it's always looking like Britney's just showing her work because uh, it's so great. Uh, she goes, "My yard is sick, so my dogs are in pig heaven. Change is so great, as my kids say. That's fetch. Dot dot dot. <laughs> fetch. Um, since what? I'm so uncool. <laughs> dot dot dot. Yes, I will keep sharing. Dot dot dot. It keeps me on." Track dot dot dot. My family has always had a way of letting me know dot dot dot. Well, I guess I have a pretty good way as well. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, space. I took a nice dip in the pool dot dot dot. It's so bright and it has a nice chill spot dot 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 and a slide dot dot dot. I went down four times already dot dot dot. It's hella fast. I cut my hair short and my uh, my husband just made me a steak. Life is good. Uh, so that's Britney's post, right? It's just, I love Britney's post because because they're just, it's just thought, 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 thought. I was just going to say, it sounds like when I ask my five-year-old what he did at school that yes. day, he yes. then starts at the very beginning yep. and without taking a breath, runs me through everything that happened in the day. Yes. Her oh. new house, though, Brittany's new house, like now that she's got her money back and she's in charge of things, yeah. Brittany's new house is massive. Like I'm looking at an aerial 
uh, shot of Britney's house. It's uh, she paid eleven eleven point eight million dollars for it. It's lit. No joke. It's the size of a Walmart. Like her property is the size of a Walmart. But of course, you'd want to move out of that. That she was living in that house that her father had bugged her bedroom for all those years. Yeah, you don't need those memories, right? Also, as her kids said, that new house is totally fetched. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.